Hey, Fidelity. How can I remember to invest every month? With the Fidelity app, you can choose a schedule and set up recurring investments in stocks and ETFs. Huh, that sounds easier than I thought. You got this. Yeah, I do. Now, where did I put my keys? You will find them where you left them. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Hello, friends, and thanks for joining me on another episode of the Money Girl Podcast. My name is Laura Adams. I'm a personal finance expert and award-winning author based in Austin, Texas. I've been producing this show since 2008, and my goal is simple. Help you master your money so you can live rich and love the journey. Each week, I bring you an interview, a listener Q&A, or cover a topic from a wide variety of important financial issues, like saving more money, spending less, investing for retirement, building credit, managing debt, insurance, real estate, money mindset, and more. Student loans are a really important topic that I know affects many of you. It's really one of the biggest financial challenges that many students and parents are facing right now. Getting a good college education, as you know, it's expensive. And most public and private institutions keep raising the cost of tuition, fees, and room and board every year. But what if you could pay for a top-notch education with someone else's money that you don't have to repay? Well, that's exactly what my guest today did. You'll hear my interview with Jocelyn Panita Pearson, who pretty much cracked the code on how to find free money for college. She got over $126,000 in scholarships and graduated completely debt-free without having high SAT scores, being a top student, or being an athlete. So if you're a parent and you want to save money by eliminating or drastically reducing the amount of student loan debt that you or your child needs to pay for college, you don't want to miss this show. Maybe you're a young person who wants to go to college, or maybe you're already in college but are struggling with how you'll pay for it or how to pay for it right now. This show is still for you. This is episode number 498, called How to Find Scholarships and Pay for College Without Loans. Jocelyn and I discuss how students and families can tap into more scholarship money and avoid getting into student loan debt. Some of the topics that we talk about are the optimal age students should begin applying for college scholarships, how to avoid taxes on scholarship income, different types of scholarships that you might consider applying for, some myths that typically hold families back from getting scholarship money, and it definitely held me back from getting scholarship money when I was young, how to continue getting scholarship money until and even after graduation, and a free resource to learn more and help you uncover those lesser-known scholarships, which can be less competitive and easier to get. So here we go. I hope you enjoy the interview as much as I did. Jocelyn, thanks so much for joining me on the podcast. I'm really excited to talk about scholarships with you. Yes, thanks for having me. 
So I think most people know, in theory, what a scholarship is, but I'd like to start off by having you talk a little bit about what a scholarship is and maybe some of the different types that are out there that maybe a lot of people wouldn't think about. Sure. So scholarships are our favorite method of paying for college because ultimately it's money that doesn't have to be paid back. So that is just the simplest version definition of scholarship. So you've got student loans, which we all hear tons about, and they're scary. They build interest. You have to pay them back plus some. Scholarships, on the other hand, they don't have to be paid back. So this money, there there are different types of scholarships though, like you mentioned. So a lot of people, they assume scholarships are based on financial need or many times they hear about athletic scholarships. So those are kind of the most common ones that we hear about, but many students get a lot of their money from merit-based scholarships. So so you have your financial need scholarships, but you also have merit-based, which is money that is given by the universities. And this, if they can get money from the universities, that is a huge chunk of change that they can quickly take off the top. But beyond that, say the university doesn't give them much or doesn't give them enough, which is most often the case, even for those who get athletic scholarships, these days to get a full ride on an athletic scholarship is very far and few between, then there are external scholarships. So external scholarships are the ones that we really focus on because they can be given out for anything. I mean, if you like vacuuming, if you like sheep, it's the most random stuff (laughs) that's out there. But most importantly, there are many out there that don't have financial need requirements, or maybe they have a 2.0 or a 2.5 GPA. So those kind of scholarships are much more flexible. And they can be based on all types of criteria. If you know, your child plays guitar, there could be something for that. If they like magic tricks, there could be something for that. So Those we love because each student is so unique that they can find money for something that they specifically are passionate about. When I was in high school and in college, I knew nothing about scholarships. I mean, I think I just assumed that they were only for those students who were just brilliant, you know, and could get money for their academic accomplishments. How did you become so knowledgeable about scholarships? I agree. It's most people assume either, again, it's low income or you've got to be an Einstein. And I was in the middle of both of those. So we were, I always say that we were in the middle of an ink, we were in the income gap, right? And so my parents, there's five of us, they couldn't just strike a check to pay for everything. So it was on us, but we weren't low income. And then as far as being Einstein, my SAT score was very average. If anything, now it may even be below average compared to kids these days, because they're just amazing. (laughs) Um, And so I just, I think my, it was really a matter of trial and error. So unfortunately, if if anyone has ever heard my story, I spent a whole year wasting efforts on scams and sweepstakes scholarships and ones that I thought were legitimate that weren't. And I just fine tuned that process. Fortunately, I did get one $500 scholarship and that showed me that it is possible. So I continued to apply versus just quitting frustrated and being overwhelmed so I continued and really it was it was trial and error. So it was a matter of really fine tuning my process over over years of doing it. And how much did you end up getting in scholarships? I ended up over over six figures, over $120,000. That's amazing. Did did that pay for everything? Absolutely. Everything was covered and uh yeah, more more than enough. So it, I even had money for books. 
Um, I once my laptop crashed in the middle of college, I was able to use scholarship money for that. So yes, it it more than paid for everything. Was there kind of one big scholarship that you got, or or was that amount kind of a bunch of smaller amounts altogether? Sure. So that's a that's a great question, and I think this is another myth, if you will, that a lot of parents and and students believe is that to get a free ride, they have to get this one big just home run scholarship from the university or the Dr. Pepper, the Coca-Cola scholarship, that's six figures. And that is not the case. My, my Mine were all smaller scholarships. They were a thousand here, 500 there, 2000 here, 3000 there. And they just added up. And where did you go to school? I went to the University of South Carolina where uh, they major, I majored in international business, which is a great program there. So that was a no brainer for me. So it was a more affordable school than, than many others out there. Um, but it's still these days, you, you really can't help but approach six figures for the expense of college. So, and, and that's including, you know, you have your dorm, you have your meal plans, you have all these fees. Um, because the business school is so competitive, they charge an extra fee on top of tuition. So that was a good chunk of change as well. But, I, I, you know, this was a few years ago. And unfortunately, schools have increased on average 4% every single year, even since then. So even now, students are having to pay so much more than we did just a few years ago. But still, it, it was a hefty amount. It was almost a mortgage. Yeah, the cost of college is just skyrocketing. It goes up, up and up every single year. Why do you think more students are not taking advantage of scholarships? I hear different reasons. Many students I hear, they they fall for some of these myths where they think, you know, well, we have a decent amount of money, so there's no way I can get it. Um, or they think my GPA is not high enough or I'm not involved enough. But like I said, there are scholarships out there for almost everything under the sun. So that's that's what I love showing students is, no, I promise you, you can find some that you're completely eligible for. So I think first and foremost, they just they think they're not eligible until someone shows them. But secondly, a lot of them think that it takes thousands of hours of effort to get this money. And it certainly takes effort. I am not saying it doesn't. Otherwise, everyone would have a free ride. So it does require work. But if you play it smart and you do the right steps and build the right process, that amount of work decreases exponentially as you continue to apply. So you might have quite a bit starting up and getting the essays written and building your materials. But then you can quickly, very quickly, cut the amount of time as you keep going and and really building your own fine-tuned process like I did. Yeah, that's interesting. How much time do you think it took you if you had to estimate for all of that six-figure money that you got? How much time did it take you to secure that? So I was actually, I always love the students that are disciplined enough to do a couple hours a week. I say two hours a week is plenty. So we say about 40 hours um, a school year is quite a bit of time to put into this, and that's plenty. Um, I was more of a crammer, if you will. (laughs) So I would do it mostly over holiday breaks. I would do a lot of applications over the summer, over winter break, over holidays, and then over spring break. So I really batched my applications, if you will. But as far as specific hours for myself, it's tough because I was learning the process. So someone didn't give me this laid out system to follow. And so there was a lot of wasted energy at first. Like that first year where I was applying to the scams, I mean, I just, I wasted so much time. Um, But once I started figuring it out, maybe a few hours, even towards the end, a few hours a month, if that, because you just, you, you learn the name of the game and it's, it's pretty quick and easy to get what you need. 
Yeah, once you understand sort of the the key drivers that bring the money in or at least get you considered, then, you know, that's half the battle. Exactly. What do you think about the timing of scholarships? What is the sort of ideal age to begin this whole process? Yes. So if I could get in with juniors, if I could have juniors in high school join us, that is just the absolute most perfect time because there are scholarships out there for juniors and seniors in high school. (laughs) There's actually scholarships for little kids even. So they could have started earlier, but junior year seems to be when, you know, college is in sight. They start understanding the expenses a little bit. They're starting to get excited about it, but they're not yet overwhelmed with everything else going in senior year. So junior spring, junior summer at the latest, if I could get everyone to start then, it would be perfect. But what's amazing about this is that I spent my junior year applying, but I didn't know what I was doing and I was applying to the wrong ones. And so I really started in my senior year where I was actually applying to legitimate scholarships and and I was still able to pull it off. But the thing is, I didn't have my full free ride in my senior year in high school. I actually kept applying every single year throughout college. So I had a few scholarships that were renewable each year, but I had some that were one-time awards. And so I had to replace those each year, which again, it took less and less time each year to do it once I figured it out. But that just goes to show that as far as timing, even if they're a junior in college, they could still be doing this to help them pay for their final year. So really it's never too late. And it's actually never too early either, but junior is junior year is optimal. I was telling you before we started recording that I learned from you that you really need to keep applying every year that you're in college. That's something that I would have never thought to do. It, you know, I think the idea was, oh, well, you get all get this money ahead of time, and then you go to college and you don't have to worry about it again. But the reality is that if you're not continuing to apply you're really not maximizing your scholarship potential. Absolutely. And and that is what I always say. A lot of students, they go into college and they assume whatever their situation is to pay for freshman year, that's their debt sentence, if you will, for the next four years. But that's just not the case. You know, if they, if they have to borrow for freshman year, but kick it into high gear their freshman year for scholarship applications, they could change that scenario for the remaining years. And then if they got like a part-time job or something, they could pay off that loan before they even graduate. And then basically they would graduate debt-free. So yeah, but the continuing, continuing to apply, that is absolutely where you just really magnify your efforts. It's, it's, it's how you can get a free ride because again, those people who get a true free ride before they even step into to high or into college, that, that is a small percentage, but many people can pull it off if they continue applying. Money Girl is sponsored by Claritin. If you're like me and you suffer from allergies, you know this time of year can be pretty rough. There's a lot of sneezing, itchy eyes, congestion, and they can really hold you back from living the life you want to live. Luckily, for those with allergies, you can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. This is a product designed for serious allergy sufferers. It's got two ingredients in one pill that relieve allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double-action combo of prescription-strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant relieves all the symptoms that you suffer. And what I love about Claritin D is that it starts working in as little as 30 minutes. Plus, it's non-drowsy, so you can still make the most of your day. 
I can take Claritin D and then get on the mic and record a podcast without being too congested. Fast and Powerful Relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate, pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Talk about how the financial aspect of this worked. When you got your scholarship money, did it come directly to you? Was it payable to Jocelyn or was it payable to your school? What's the typical financing arrangement? Sure. So many scholarships, and actually we started uh, the scholarship system, we started our own scholarship for our members to apply to. And we do it the same way as many others, where we send the money to the university, to the bursar's office or the financial aid office. And then what they do is they add it to your account. And once your bill shows up, you click, you know, pay my bill with it. If there's a remaining balance, that's when you're going to apply the other money. Um, So many people are sending the money to the university because that way you know that it should be used first and foremost to tuition, to your main bill. And then if you have excess, the university will cut you a check. Now, I did have a few that were more cash awards, so the money was sent directly to me. And uh, those started coming maybe my sophomore, the, once I was in college. So my sophomore, junior, and senior year, that's when I started seeing more of those. But they were still very much the minority. Most scholarships were sent directly to the university. And as long as the money is used for your tuition, your fees, books, equipment, those sorts of things, scholarship money is typically not taxable. I mean, that's another great thing about it. It's it's tax-free money. Now, if you do spend it on certain things like room and board or even for, let's say, it's a stipend for your living expenses or a payment for services that you're providing, in those cases, it may be taxable. But in the vast majority of cases, if you're spending that money on tuition and fees and books, this is non-taxable money. So this is just an incredible opportunity to get money for completely for free and be able to, you know, even if you save money during college and you don't spend a lot, maybe you even get that money back. You know, maybe you, you get more back uh, than you spend and you could use that money just to begin your life. You know, maybe it's a down payment on a house after you graduate or, you know, beef up your emergency fund. Um, I mean, thinking about those opportunities, it's really amazing to think what an amazing financial head start scholarships can give young people. Yeah. And actually, that's funny, the example you use. So I, even though I did this, I would still work part time when I could, if I could handle on top of my workload. There were some semesters that I would only work when I went home for breaks, but I was able to save that money instead of having to use it on expenses. And actually, I did close on a property within two months of graduating college, which is I I still have friends to this day that can't even fathom buying a property because of their student debt payments. So, and, and actually we just sold that property. So yeah, as far as 
just you get so much far further ahead in life when you don't have this this huge obligation just taking all your disposable income. So yeah, and so if you're interested in learning more about scholarships, and I, I can't imagine any parent of a teen or even a young person who wouldn't be interested in free money, there is a free resource that you've provided that I want to put people on. It's called Six Steps to Quickly Secure Scholarships for College. Tell us a little bit about what people will learn. This is a webinar that you've created. What are the types of things that people can learn if they watch this webinar? Sure. So we focus on really going through these myths so that they understand if they can get scholarship money. We go over what kind of money is out there. So what's the difference between financial aid, uh, merit-based scholarships? What's the difference between work study? You mentioned working for money earlier. Um, we We go through all of those topics that they need to know, really building the foundation so that when they get that bill from the university, they understand what they're signing up for. And then we talk about really the, the gold mines of scholarships, how to find them, and most importantly, how to find the ones that are not in the search engines that are a little bit more hidden, which means typically it's less competitive because less people are finding them. So that's just, and those are just a few of the topics that we hit on in there. Oh, I love it. So if you're interested in seeing this resource, go to lauradadams.com slash scholarship, and that'll take you right to the webinar. And then I've also got a uh, text. If you want to text me for more information, text money for school. That's money and then the number for school. Text that phrase to the number 44222, and I'll send you a PDF download with more information about this free resource. Jocelyn, is there anything else that listeners should know about scholarships before we wrap up? I think just the biggest thing is knowing that it's possible. Many people just automatically write off scholarships, assuming that it's not for them. And I almost did the same my junior year when I was so frustrated. But you would you would be amazed. I have families. I have even students that are pretty well off. They're they're decent, but their parents still can't afford this huge bill. And they're getting money for nursing majors, for all these different types of majors and, and topics. So really, it's just a matter of going out there and, and looking. And I think that they'd be surprised to find what's what's out there. Awesome. Thank you so much for enlightening us. I hope people will check out the webinar and really get on a nice financial path to a scholarship because not only is it going to help you pay for college, as we said, it's going to give you a financial head start, not only for your student, but I think parents uh, as well who often feel like they have to take the burden of of debt. You know, a lot of parents are, are really stressed out about whether they should put a kid through college or save for retirement. This can just alleviate that stress if your student gets a free ride or even just gets a really big chunk of their tuition paid for. It's just an amazing way to start your life and get your finances in good shape from the very beginning. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. All right, Jocelyn, thanks so much. Thank you for having me. I hope this show will motivate you to get serious about scholarship money. You can learn a whole lot more by participating in Jocelyn's free live webinar called Six Steps to Quickly Secure Scholarships for College. To enroll, visit the notes for this show in the Money Girl section at quickanddirtytips.com or text the phrase money for school. That's money, the number four in school, to the number 44222. That's all for now. I'll talk to you next week courtesy of Money Girl, your guide to a richer life.
Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate, pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.